At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts this is live bet sunday on vsan the sports betting network We're cruising along, VEASAN Live Bet Sunday, presented by DraftKings, Dustin Sweetelson, Kelly Bidlin here, hanging out at the D in downtown Las Vegas. Thanks for uh, making us a part of your afternoon, wherever you may be. We're cruising like the Florida Panthers. Your Florida Panthers, Kelly Bidlin. Sure, yeah, I you went know? to like three playoff games while living down there, yeah. Oh, did you know they're on an 11-game winning streak? No, I did not. Well, I we're going to have to talk about that <laughs> with our next guest here, Jake Hahn, who's all over it. Uh, Jake? Thanks for joining two guys who uh, admittedly are not the biggest puckheads, but are trying to get back into it. Uh, the Florida Panthers, what they're doing right now and the way the schedule shakes out. 11-game win streak for Florida. How long does this go on? Where do you see it ending for them? That's a great question. I mean, the way that they're playing right now, sometimes it feels like when a team gets on a streak like this, guys, in professional sports and they're playing at the level the Panthers are, you feel like it's never going to end. We just had this with the Edmonton Oilers a couple weeks ago where they went on an extended win streak and you're kind of waiting for, okay, when when are they going to throw in a clunker? Maybe they play down to their competition. Ultimately, it was Vegas that ends up beating them, which shouldn't be a surprise. The defending champs uh, trip up Edmonton. And they start to face some, some stiffer competition. But, I mean, the way Florida's playing right now, I think they could at least take this a, a couple more games. And I've said for a good chunk of, of the season, uh, when trying to debate the best team in the league, I think you can make a case for basically 10 teams right now. That's how tight the top of the league is. But Whew. I think it's the Florida Panthers. I think top to bottom that this is the, the best team in the National Hockey League right now uh, and not a team I, I would want to face come playoff time. Jake, thanks for joining us, buddy. I hope your golf bets are doing better than mine are right now. Uh, but, yeah, let's talk about that because you see the Oilers are the shortest shot, shot up there right now to win it all, plus 750, Panthers 8-1 to one after them. So there seems to be you could get a longish number on a team to win the Stanley Cup right now. Is there one out of those 9 or 10 that you've got your eyes on right now more so than others? 
it's it's been tricky guys because and we've i've really been following this market closely all season and it's been tough to find a, a really good number on a team you're seeing basically 10 or 11 teams jam between 7 to 1 and 14 to 1 in that range but i do like the path for the florida panthers if you can find a, a decent number on them i think the dallas stars are a team to keep an eye on as well uh, just a team that i think is built to go on a long run in the in the playoffs they're very deep they can roll four lines they don't have to lean on one or two guys at the top of that lineup they've got one of the best defensemen in the league. They've got a great goaltender. Uh, so I like where the Stars are at. I don't mind the Rangers as well, uh, even though they're, they're getting the crap kicked out of them right now by the Islanders uh, in the outdoor game. But I do like how the Rangers set up. But the, the Stars and the Panthers are the two teams I, I would have my eye on the most in that market. Jake Hans with us, Sirius XM NHL Radio. You can catch him on The Point Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, Friday on the Fantasy Hockey Show at 2 p.m. Eastern time. So, Jake, you were talking about how teams were built. Are there are any teams out there that you look at built more for the postseason that may let people down in the uh, more more for the regular season and may let us down in the postseason? On the other side, anyone you think may be under the radar in the regular season who could thrive in the postseason format? Yeah, well, I think Dallas is the one uh, that I just mentioned that I think is kind of flying under the radar. You know, they're they're still near the top of the league. It's just they're not getting talked about a whole heck of a lot. So I think the Stars are, are the are sort of a, a team to look out for. I think a lot of people are questioning what Winnipeg and Vancouver are going to do in the playoffs because they're kind of the two surprise stories this year. So there's a lot of unknowns with those two teams, how they're going to handle things. And I think, unfortunately, I, I look at a team like Boston and I just I, I struggle to think if they have the depth to keep up in the playoffs proven to be an unbelievable regular season team the last uh, two years. I mean, they had a historic regular season last year, ultimately got bounced by Florida in the first round. They're having another really good regular season this year. But if Florida continues this trend, wins the Atlantic division, that's going to force Boston to likely play Toronto or Tampa Bay in the first round. I think that's going to be a very difficult matchup. So even though the Bruins probably will have home ice advantage in the first round, they're a team I'm, I'm looking at to, to possibly fade come playoff time. All right, Jake, let's talk some awards. The Hart, Hart Trophy right now, you got McKinnon plus 170, Kucherov 2-1, to one, Connor McDavid 3-1 to one here. It looks like this is going to be tight down the stretch. Is there one of these guys that uh, that, that you would uh, look, to, look at betting here more, more so than the other two? It's an awesome, awesome race, guys. One of the best Hart Trophy races I think that I, I can remember because you've got, well, you have three top dogs, but I think you have a fourth contender now all of a sudden as well, Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Back-to-back -back hat tricks. He has six hat tricks this season, and he's on pace for over 70 goals, which would just be a ridiculous number. Um, even if he doesn't get 70, it looks like he's going to be good for mid to high 60s, which is just a crazy season. So if he puts up those kind of numbers, it's going to be hard to keep Austin Matthews out of the conversation as well. I have a Nikita Kucherov 20 to 1 ticket. I I just think that if it's if it's very close at the end of the season, uh, voters might not want to go with the with the Russian in Nikita Kucherov, and they might lean towards giving it to Nathan McKinnon, which would be his first Hart Trophy. He's been an incredible player in the league for a long time, so I I think McKinnon deserves to be the favorite at the moment. But it's a very tight race, guys, and I, I think at this point you might just want to play the biggest number you can find out of those four guys because I do think it's a four horse race right now. Ultimately, only three guys can get nominated, so one fan base is going to be very disappointed that their guy isn't in it at the end of the year. So I guess uh, in saying that if you don't have a piece of any of those top three guys, Matthews might actually be the play right now just because you get the best odds out of the four guys. Yeah, seven to one on him. Seven yeah. to one, also the sixth hat trick you mentioned, most in a year since 95, 96, Mario Lemieux. Whew. That is when I watched hockey, by the way. That's Kelly. a name I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned Nathan <laughs> McKinnon. 
He's red hot also. Four assists last two games. Colorado, huge, huge minus 265 favorites against a Coyotes team that's just absolutely brutal. I was debating last night, Jake, yeah. whether I was going to go over six and a half goals or lay the puck line with Colorado. I could have gotten minus one and a half plus 105 last night. Instead, woke up this morning, settled for minus one and a half, uh, minus 105. Arizona eight-game losing streak, 4-12 and two last 18. Just absolutely brutal. Bad goaltending on both ends, right, in this contest. How do you look to attack this game potentially? Well, I'm attacking it the exact same way. I like your play a lot. I'm also on the on the minus one and a half. You could take them in regulation, but you're going to have to eat a little bit more chalk for that. So I, I prefer the puck line because the abs are a team that can really run it up. Like when they get it going and their their top players are going and, you know, sometimes we look at this and and I'm sure you guys uh, look at this if you're betting NBA or other sports as well. When a team comes back from a long road trip, usually a spot you don't want to back them. And Colorado is coming back from a long road trip, but they've had some time off. It was a road trip that didn't go well for them. So I don't think they're going to overlook this game. I think this is going to be a get right spot for them. They're back on home ice where they're they've historically been so strong. And the Coyotes just look lost right now. At one point early in the season, it looked like they could have been a surprise story to maybe make the playoffs. And they have just gone full flat here the last couple of weeks so uh, I like the ass to cover the puck line minus one and a half and and maybe look at some Kale McCarr props uh, as well uh, over one and a half points uh, maybe a shot prop in there as well uh, I like Kale McCarr to to be active from the back end tonight. Oh, things you love to hear when someone co-signs your bet that you're just kind of throwing a dart at I just thought the same thing too much firepower for Colorado in this well J Jake taught me all about SOGS about two years ago when so you were, is that like POGS remember you started seeing like the ESPN telecast or something it had SOG at the top. I'm like, what the hell is that? Shots on goal. Oh, shots oh. on goal. Okay. So the Sox. He always likes to bet some Sox. Threw All one right. in there. I like I, it. May, there may be a few shots in this one. We got the Kings going to the Penguins where Pittsburgh is a min minus 125 favorite total set at uh, over under six. Pittsburgh won as an underdog in overtime uh, at LA earlier in the year. They're now home favorite. Kings, though, are on a back-to-back. -back. How do back-to-backs impact yeah the next game in hockey i know how they do in other sports is it the Great defense question. the penalty kill the like what is most affected that we can look to in this one yeah, I think as the game goes on, you could you could get some tired legs, right? And and the Kings, uh, not only are they on a back-to-back, -back, but they're a third road game in four nights, which is usually a nightmare spot, guys. But I, I, I look at the price, and it's it's hard to not get a little tempted by the Kings because I just think, putting all of that aside, the Kings are a better team than the Pittsburgh Penguins right now. Pittsburgh just lost Jake Gensel, who's a top-line player. Looks like he's going to be out for about a month. Now, Sidney Crosby's still playing at an extremely high level, but there's only so much he can do himself to really carry a line. And Pittsburgh does not have much lines two, three, and four. And that's where I think the Kings have a distinct advantage. So it's kind of a brutal spot. I think the brutal spot for the Kings is actually giving you a better price. If this you know, wasn't three and four and the Kings had two two days rest coming into this game, I think you would see it much closer to a pick em, maybe even uh, Kings as the favorite. So we're getting plus 110 uh, with a Kings team that I just think is better than Pittsburgh. So even though it's not a great spot rest-wise, I, I think I'm still going to make a small play on the Kings here at, at plus money. And if you want a shot prop for this one, I, I mean, I think any King is probably worth a look. They, they shoot the puck a ton. Uh, so look for that you know shot clock to be heavy in favor of the Kings in this game. But Victor Arvidsson is someone to keep an eye on here as he's been back in the lineup for a couple of games. Loves to shoot it, and he's got a, a great line assignment here.
Yeah, Jake, I want to go back to that rest question because that's something I deal with a lot in the NBA. I mean, you know, NHL don't handicap, uh, you know, at all. And I was going to say not nearly as much, but no, not at all. Uh, when you talk about totals with that, I mean, tired legs, is that leading to more goals or less goals when you're, t when you're talking about that side of it? Yeah, I think, well, it can obviously go either way, but I do think that it tends to lead to to more breakdowns defensively. And ultimately in the NHL, like these guys are so good that you're waiting for teams to make mistakes and, and good teams don't make a whole lot of mistakes and mistakes end up leading to goals the other way usually. So I tend to think it favors the over a little bit more. And I was actually looking at the over in this game. I I saw some over five and a halfs around minus 130 in that range, a little, a little pricey, uh, but I think an over five and a half in this game could certainly be worth, worth a look with where the Kings are at in their schedule. They just played a high scoring game against Boston uh, yesterday in the afternoon. Uh, Pittsburgh's not great defensively either. So I think the Kings should be able to score on them and, and maybe the Penguins can at least answer the bell and we could see a, a four, two type game, maybe five, two. Oh, Jake, that was an awesome spot, and we desperately needed it. You helped us a ton. We got to do it again down the road. Freaking awesome, awesome spot. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, congrats on the new show, boys. I, I love it, and I'm, uh, I'm happy to join any, any Sunday you want me. I'll, uh, I'll be sitting here sweating my golf bets. You know where to find me. Appreciate I, it. Good, because I'm going to learn how to sweat <laughs> hockey, even though they, they're on the ice. Sweating on the ice sounds counterintuitive, but we're going to do that going forward as long as we're here on Sundays. We'll talk to you next time, Jake. All awesome. right, see you, boys. Have a great day. Good find by Kelly. That's what happens. Oh, Jake's my guy. When, when you let two oh, producers host a show, they have their go-to guys they want to get on the air. It's my hockey guy right there. What are we doing in the next segment? Bad producing by me. <laughs> I don't know. You're going to find out coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Look, we know you've been busy with football, which is why the VSEN experts have just released our free NBA at the break betting primer. Get the free guide today and get the uh, bet the NBA smarter. You'll get access to futures bets to make right now, Eastern and Western Conference analysis, plus betting tips for the rest of the season. Just go to VSEN.com slash guide and get your free copy today. That's V-S-I-N.com slash guide. It's Live Bet Sunday. Dustin Sweetelson alongside Kelly Bidlin at the D in downtown Las Vegas, meeting friends of Tim Murray at the, uh, That's right, at the yeah. bar at yeah. Bar Canada. Yeah. Tim Murray's friends uh, just hanging out at the bar. Tim Murray's got friends everywhere. Is what I'm, you know what it is? <laughs> he's so tall. That That's he, right. He's so easy to spot. People are like, hey, what's going on, Tim? And they become friends with him. <laughs> Luckily, being short and fat, you just kind of maneuver your oh, way yeah, around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we just kind of zoom yeah, in and yeah, out, yeah. Of, out of crowds in Vegas. Yeah, we, yeah. We Nobody quick, would spot us. Yeah, people don't know this. Like, I know we look slow, but we have quick feet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to develop that out here. Yeah. yeah, if you're trying to get point A to point B no. in a Vegas casino, there's a lot of hard cuts involved. I, I mean, sometimes a dramatic, like, spin move even. You have to throw that in a little bit, you know, get around a corner. You never know. Uh, I got yeah. a situation here. Northwestern yeah, is up do. three on the road at Indiana. Five seconds left. We're just fouled on an inbound. The Wildcats will head to the free throw line. I need these. Just to make sure things don't get dicey, we don't get an overtime situation. Happy in this moment, I took the plus two with Northwestern. You know, it's like uh, another Tommy Boy reference, the Zelensky thing. Mm-hmm. The, the, the guarantee on the box. It helps you sleep better at night. <laughs> That's right. Taking the two points versus the money line. <laughs> It helps you sleep better at uh, night. So if Brooks that's Kornheiser. Well that's, that's a good me- <laughs> metaphor. Metaphor. Oh, I missed the metaphor. first three throws. What are we doing? This is college basketball, yeah. All right, I need this yeah, you one need this one. If this, this one. one. We, I, shenanigans are in play if this misses, where Indiana with five seconds left has one timeout, absolutely can get off a, a three to tie the game and send it to OT. Northwestern at the line, 5.4 left, second half, up 75-72 at Assembly Hall. Getting ready for shot number two This here. kid is so missing this. He does not look comfortable. He does not look comfortable. Okay, he gets, gets it. it in. He gets That's it That's a four-point game. I should be good here. No foul, no foul, no foul. Let him shoot it. They try yeah, the three. Yeah, Indiana yeah. heaves one oh. up, misses the net. Completely air ball. It's over. Northwestern, two-point underdog on the road, wins 76-72, and we've cashed. There we go. Our first Dustin. college basketball bet of the year. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> what are you up to? Big one, one and four. One and four. There are one and four. There we go. There we go. What you got, Caesar? I'd have to check my records. First cash bet of the show. For, oh, yeah. First cash bet of the show, of the, show on the board. There you go. I like it. We're on the board. Let's go. All right. Well, golf's falling apart, so good thing you got that home. Well, a guy is going to lose a lot of cash out of his paycheck, Jimmy Garoppolo. Suspended oh. earlier this week, two games for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing substances policy. Would like to know what substances those were. 
because based on his past, it may not have been something that affects you on the field, if you know what I'm saying. Well, I, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, uh, or it could have been for on the field stuff, Dustin. That actually got to him to a serviceable level of play for so many years. Well, sure, or, or someone who battled injuries, you know, trying to get back from the injury earlier, obviously trying to get another contract and make some money. So uh, Raiders going to be off the hook for 11 and a quarter million dollar roster bonus. He was due. He had signed a three-year, $72 million deal with the Raiders last year, and I don't have any idea where he ends up next year because he's kind of in that, that tier of quarterback, Kelly, yeah. where he's good enough to ruin you getting a good pick, Correct. but not good enough to be in a team that's trying to win and go to the postseason. Yeah, him, Ryan Tannehill, however many people we want to put in that same group, I completely agree. Uh, Look, some guys that, you know, they might be good enough to, to lead a team to a playoffs if uh, there's enough uh, weapons around them. Not getting too excited about Jimmy Garoppolo. Though. I'm curious to hear this take coming up next. Okay. You mentioned guys good enough to go to the postseason, carry a team there. Where do you come down on Kirk Cousins, who potentially could be out there and available for any team this offseason should Minnesota want to move on? I don't think they will. I think they'll try to run it. I think they'll try to run things back. Uh, of all these, I, the, look, DraftKings doing a great job putting all these next team on top right away. So we were talking about earlier in the show, Super Bowl gets done. Uh, DraftKings right away throwing a million different markets up there to bet. Of all the ones that are out there, this is my favorite one. I think minus 200 is way too light for the Vikings. Like, I, I mean, do you, if you really heard stuff that you felt was solid that Kirk Cousins is not going to be there, I mean, the whole key here to me is to take the next snap situation because he is coming off the injury. Yes. Is there a way, now, is there is there a way that I would be more shocked by him not being on the Vikings than I would be by someone coming in and outplaying him somehow. Oh, no, and that's him, like, not having happening. to sit no. on the bench. He's like, not, he's not going to lose the job or get traded if someone else was. No, no, no. If, if they bring back Kirk Cousins, he's 100% the starter. The only thing is maybe not week one, maybe not week two. Because yeah, it's probably a few it's weeks. Achilles, yeah. but maybe he could be there. As someone who had 131, 130 to one on Cousins to win MVP, I'm a big Cousins guy. I love him. However, I don't think he should go back to Minnesota. Caesar? For, for what it's worth, uh, Kirk Cousins is not eligible to, to uh, get, get franchise tags this yes. year. Yes. So. I mean, he's the reason they're probably going to end up changing the franchise tag rules down the road with what Washington yes. did to him, yeah. uh, which is why Washington at 16-1 to 1 is well, hilarious. Three times in a row? Three times. They got to like almost $40 million at one point. <laughs> uh, look, his wife is from the Atlanta area, and I, I think when you look at what the Falcons have right now, I think it is tempting to think about the opportunity to go to Atlanta, again, then play in the Dome, right? I think that defense got really, Jesse Bates on the back end cleaned a lot up for them. They have a ton of weapons to play with, obviously not Justin Jefferson. I think if I was going to bet anyone other than the Vikings, and I know it's only the second shot on the board, the only team that makes any sense at all for Kirk Cousins. Yeah. For personal reasons and professional reasons. Also, Raheem Morris would then, he saw what Tampa just did with Baker Mayfield, get his quarterback in a horrendous division. Day one, Kirk Cousins in that offense is one of, if not the best unit in the entire NFC South. At 3-1, to one, I would love the Falcons on some futures next year, but... Kirk Cousins at three, like, should be thinking about going to Atlanta. It shouldn't be as easy as I'm comfortable in Minnesota and I have a great swing set that I saw on the Netflix show, <laughs> QB1, for my kid to play but he, with. But he's talked 
talked about this. Like this is where like he's even he's even if when he, if it ever comes to any negotiating, he's lost leverage too when he's talked about how comfortable his yeah. family is in Minnesota. He's a like, good guy, Kelly. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He wears khakis and and dad clothes and stuff like that, and that's <laughs> his big thing. But I I, I, I just I, oh. if this was available, I looked it up the other day, Dust. I would be betting the Vikings for this. This is what I I'm shocked Vikings are not minus four fifty minus five hundred. Wow. This. I hear what you're saying with Atlanta because, yes, there's a lot to be excited about in Atlanta, and it feels like they are a quarterback away. But I think when you're trying to build that team and there's a lot of talented young players, that there might be a quarterback that's sitting in Chicago right now that that's the so, destination that makes the most sense. So, but, but travel with me here when we look at what you need to win a Super Bowl. You have to first make the playoffs. Sure. The Detroit Lions aren't going anywhere. Nope. The Green Bay Packers aren't going anywhere. You got to deal with the Chicago Bears in a rebuild probably with Caleb Williams. Yep. They'll be easy to take care of. But you got two teams that are potentially as good, if not better than you. The Lions better. Uh, Green Bay possibly better. And I love Kirk Cousins. I think he's a dude. Like I, I, I think he's actually one of the most disrespected, really good players we've had in any sport in a while. When you look at the consistent numbers he puts up, his first real injury was the Achilles this yeah. year, coming off that Monday Night Football. And by the way, he was leading the league in touchdowns, had like a 16 to three touchdown to interception ratio when he went down. I, I love him too. By I, way. I, I, and I stand I, up and for that guy I way think, more than most people. And do. I think he's perfect in Kevin O'Connell's system. I totally understand that. But I do think there's part of this the window's closing to win championships. And I just see a path in the NFC South. The Carolina Panthers are awful. And I don't see a foreseeable future where they're good in the next two to yeah, three years. Yeah, division sucks. Tampa Bay is not running it back and doing what they did a year ago again and catching everyone by surprise. I just th I think there's an opportunity in the NFC South where they could make a run. And when you look at Atlanta, all the pieces are there except quarterback. I don't disagree with you. I think that the problem is, okay, you have the weak. Oh, and Dennis Allen's there too. You've got the easier route for the, to, to win the division to make the playoffs in the NFC South, right? But you're going to have a better team if you're on Minnesota still. I still think Fair. you have a better team. That defense stepped up last year. I, I don't really think you're going to see much of a change, uh, change with that this coming season. And, and then there's also, I'm like, there's also the part in your brain of, you're leaving, arguably, and I would think it's not even arguable for Kirk Cousins. You're going to leave behind the best wide receiver in the NFL That's fair. because you think you can succeed better somewhere else or more somewhere else. That I just feel like that would be a dicey gamble uh, on Kirk Cousins' spot. And, and I just I don't think there's that big of a separation between the two teams, no matter how we're talking. Yeah, no, fair. Yeah, like and, I think they're both potential playoffs. And why I think you're probably right in this that he goes back to Minnesota. Why at this point in your life and your career, not just the move, why learn a new playbook? Right, yeah. He also had to yeah. do that a lot. Yep. He had to keep learning new playbooks, and I get he's good at it. He is so comfortable in this O'Connell system, mm -hmm. and I think O'Connell's a really good coach, and he proved it last year. Might as well stay, but I do think there is an angle where the Falcons make sense. Yeah, I, I think it's Justin Fields. I think that's the place to restart if you're Mr. Fields. You know what doesn't make sense? People trying to convince you Drake May is the first or second best quarterback in this draft. We'll talk about that with Ian Cummings on the other side of Live Bet Sunday. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VSEN experts have got you covered. 
Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every single game. Visit VEASAN.com slash pro to subscribe today. That's VSIN.com slash pro. It's live bet du- uh, Sunday, Dustin Sweetelson, Kelly Bidlin. Live bet Dustin. Oh, no, I just made it one word. Just made the whole the show my name one word. <laughs> That's all I did there. Uh, we're cruising along here. We've covered a lot of ground. St. John's with an early lead on Seton Hall, which is good for my bet, laying six there at home with the Johnnies. We've got the stadium series getting interesting. 4-3 now. Islanders oh. on top of the Rangers. A lot of scoring. I was going to bet the under because I just thought – Knowing nothing about hockey, it's outdoors. The ice is going to get chunky. Thank God I didn't. So, uh, yeah, a lot of that happening live. However, there's a lot we have to prepare for. Football never sleeps, and the NFL draft is going to be here before we know it. To talk about that, Ian Cummings, Pro Football Network, NFL draft analyst, joining us here because, look, we're not that far away from the combine. It's only a few weeks away, and everyone's been like, oh, I forgot it, it happened so soon after the Super Bowl. So, Ian, thanks for doing this today. I, I want to begin with the prospect everyone talks about, and that's Caleb Williams. Do you have any concerns about Caleb? And when you look back at his last year at USC, how does his postseason evaluation compare to his preseason evaluation you had, him in, had on him heading into the season? for the most part, has been pretty static, right? Coming into the year, most people, for him, he was the favorite to go number one overall in the 2024 NFL Draft. That still feels like it's the case, right? There were a few things that he could have improved upon this season that he didn't improve upon as much as he would have liked. I still think one of his biggest flaws is holding the ball too long, hesitating, some missed open reads. He's so good at navigating that chaos that he's been come to known for with his magical creation ability, the short area athleticism, the arm elasticity off-platform. But sometimes he creates those situations unnecessarily by holding the ball too long. So you're still getting a sense of him trying to be a hero too much instead of taking what's given. But, guys, the physical ability is special. He's a really tough competitor. I think on the field, everything that needs to be there is there physically. And I think for NFL teams, the final piece of the puzzle will be getting to talk to him one-on-one in interviews, making sure he's a culture fit. I don't expect too many problems there. I know he's been polarizing, but you can't deny his competitive toughness on the field. The kid cares about winning. I think the talent is there. I think the mentality is there. For me, he's still a number one overall candidate. Now, Drake May is very close. May is actually my QB1 by a slight margin. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see him throw at the combine, that rocket arm that he has. Maybe he starts to get a little more credence, too. All right, tell me about Drake May, then. What are you seeing? Obviously, I've only watched him in games. I'm not dissecting the film. What is it about Drake May? Because a great junior season, but kind of like Caleb, a bit of a letdown last season. That could be because North Carolina's roster wasn't as good. What are you seeing from Drake May that's making him your number one QB? Yeah, you know, I think he's a young quarterback. So some of the flaws, the trademark flaws that you often see with young quarterbacks are there for him. Mechanically can be a little bit volatile, especially with his footwork. But I think Drake May has a better mix of physical talent and operational utility on day one than Caleb Williams. I think Williams is definitely the superior creator. He's just incredible off script. But Drake May is 6'4", 230, and he's not a bad athlete. He's got some Josh Allen to his mobility. He's really good straight line in space. He's really tough as a runner. But I think his ability to manage the pocket, I think his leverage awareness, knowing how to navigate those pocket lanes, but also knowing how to anticipate in the intermediate and deep ranges. And he's got a rocket arm. Not just that, but a rocket arm with absolute angle freedom. Sidearm, underhand, you know, any type of angle, any type of throwing window that you need 
he can hit that and he can elongate it with his arm talent. So I think the physical talent, the athleticism, the arm, and then the anticipation, the leverage IQ, the ability to manipulate defenders within the pocket with your alignment, with eye manipulation, that is all there with him. I think there's still uh, there's still room to improve on the mechanical side, right? Decision-making can be a little up and down, especially in high-pressure moments. But to me, you look at physical talent, operational utility, I always look for a good balance there. And to me, Drake May has that. Okay, that's fascinating, Ian. So, so a chance for maybe him to rise through this process on your mock draft. Everybody should go check it out, profootballnetwork.com. You, you do have it's, it's Caleb and then Jaden Daniels and then Drake May. So why would you put Jaden Daniels number two at least for right now? That was factoring in team fit. And I think, you know, that's kind of the, the name of the game, especially when there's so many quarterbacks condensed at the top of the board. Like Caleb Williams will be a lot of people's QB1. Drake May will be some people's QB1. But then you look at what Jaden Daniels was able to do this year, won the Heisman, 40 passing touchdowns, just four interceptions, over 1,000 rushing yards. The dude is insane with his ability to create. Him and Williams are different brands of creators. Williams has a little more play strength, but Jaden Daniels is just a turbocharged athlete. You know, lateral, vertical. He's so good at evading defenders, creating big plays, whether it's on the ground or through the air. And I think looking at Washington, what the type of offense that they're probably going to inherit with Kingsbury, a lot of spread looks, a lot of spreading the field with four or five wide sets. And you look at what Jaden Daniels thrives with at LSU with Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. I think spreading the field, giving him space to work as a passer, uh, kind of taking advantage of those, of those deep shots, but also spreading the field so he can run and take advantage of that space too. I look at the offensive fit, and that was kind of what played into that. Me, you know, looking at it as an NFL draft analyst, at the end of the day, sometimes you got to say, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. And then so many different outcomes. I think team fit could cause some variance with those three. Well, look, Williams is minus 900 to be the number one overall pick. If I were to tell you, I know you're higher on May, but you also know how a lot of these front offices think. Is there any chance Daniels goes to the combine and runs a 40 time that vaults him up to the top and all of a sudden he has a chance to go number one? Would you rather bet? Jaden Daniels, 15 to 1, or Drake May, 5 to 1, if somehow Caleb's not the number one pick? Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a very tough one because Jaden Daniels, don't get me wrong, the athleticism is incredible, but if he goes and runs a 4 4, it's not going to be the same as Anthony Richardson last cycle Got running it. a 4 4, right? Because Jaden Daniels is 6 3, 6 4, but he's only around 200 pounds, right? So he's a really good creator, don't get me wrong, but some of those unnecessary hits that he takes. He, he will be flying in the air and you're wondering, is this sustainable, right? He's a really good, he's a really tough competitor. You love to see him bringing that energy, but at the same time, he's got a leaner, lighter frame and that might scare some NFL teams away. So as a pure prospect too, Caleb Williams and Drake May are in that same tier. They're in a tier by themselves at the top. Jaden Daniels is a little bit farther down on my board. So I think that separation will be enough. I would rather, if it's not Williams number one, I would rather bet Drake May five to one just because to me may is slightly qb1 it's 1a 1b for me they're wow. very very close i don't want to i don't want to shrug that off but drake may is talented and i think he's going to win over teams with the interviewing process he's got some justin herbert to him if he can reach a ceiling because the physical talent the operational utility the ability to elevate the offense from within structure with high-end physical tools is absolutely there yeah, that's okay. That is interesting to hear. I want to get down to the fourth pick now because this is where I think my first bet might come in uh, <laughs> as soon as we get them open to us out here. Uh, but team, we've got the graphic right here. Team to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Cardinals are minus 200. I see you've got them number four, taking him at number four. It seems very, I mean, at this, at this stage, I'll go pretty clear to me. That's where they're going in. Is that the best bet out there right now? Is Marvin Harrison Jr. to be number four to the Cardinals? 
I'll say this. It's tough to bet against it, right? Okay. Because Marvin Harrison Jr. is my top overall prospect, not accounting for positional value. He's the best wide receiver I've ever graded. It's not an evaluation Whew. you overthink. Six foot four, 205. He's a bona fide X receiver with his ability to win at the catch point, but he's also an incredible route runner. He might be one of the best route runners in the class at six foot four. A lot of times with taller guys, you usually see a point of diminishing returns that can't sink quite as well, right? Not as efficient with their movements. But this dude is like Gumby out there, man. He bends so effortlessly it stems he's so good at sustaining acceleration well manipulating db leverage and then he at the catch point too he's surgical with his body control his play strength he's physical at the stems i really think there's not a lot to poke holes in with his game because at the same time too if you see him touches as a rack threat he's got the speed to take it to the house right he's got the speed to make those big plays so for me looking at it through the three level threat framework can you create before the catch at the catch and after the catch Marvin Harrison Jr. is the immaculate wide receiver prospect. For me, the biggest question comes down to there's a lot of good wide receivers at the top of the board, right? It's not yeah. just him. Like, Harrison is my wide receiver one, but you got Malik Neighbors, you got Roma Dunze, right? So if Arizona likes some of those guys too, what if they trade down with a team that's trying to come up for J.J. McCarthy, right? I think that's a factor in this too. So it all depends on how they feel about the other guys. But to me, Marvin Harrison Jr., is separated at the top of the board. That's the safest bet to make with him, I think, just because the Cardinals need a wide receiver one. They need wide receiver help in general, but pairing him with Kyler Murray would be a fantastic move for that offense. Ian, 30 seconds or less, how many quarterbacks go in the first round? I'm going to go with five. I'm going to go with five. I think it's definitely wow. Drake May, Jay Daniels, and Caleb Williams. I think J.J. McCarthy will trend in the top ten. He's young. He's talented. And I think Bo Nix will sneak in at some point. I know he's a little bit more polarizing, but he's got creation ability. He's got arm elasticity, and he's an experienced, hyper-efficient passer who has a high floor. All right, Ian, real quick, I'm going to follow along, along that same question. How many wide receivers go in the first round? Ooh, that's tough, man. Let me go down the list here. Marvin Harrison Jr., Roma Dunze, Malik Neighbors, probably Brian Thomas Jr. at this point. And then I think you have two or three wild cards after that. Maybe Keon Coleman, maybe A.D. Mitchell, Lad McConkey could be in that group. I think it's going to be six or seven. That's okay. my that's my gut man. feeling. A lot of variance at the tail end of that. Oh, I love to hear it. That, Ian, awesome information. We've got a few weeks till the draft, so we're going to do it again. Thanks for coming on today. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right. A quick update. Everything happening around, including some surprising names atop the leaderboard at the Genesis. Yeah, it's done. Coming up next, VEASAN Live Bet Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app, use promo code VSEN when you sign up. It's DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. He's Kelly Bidlin. I'm Dustin Sweetelson. This is Live Bet Sunday, where Kelly kept telling me all week, it's our first show together and there's not that much happening. What a start. Yet my head's been on a swivel all afternoon, Kelly Bidlin. I said that like one time, man. Come on. You, Come you on. say one thing to me one time, it's who you are forever. <laughs> he says it all the time. It's like the kid who peed his pants in kindergarten. Until we graduated high school, he was always the kid who peed his pants. And I may or may not have been that kid. <laughs> It was a super bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, everybody still remembers. <laughs> it was fifth grade, man. You know how I know I'm old? Like, all my references are movies that were just like when Caesar was in, like, elementary school. Caesar, how That's old are you? Producer Caesar here. Caesar, how old are you? I am 30. You're 30. Okay, so he's only, like, eight years younger, but still, super bad was, like, a movie that you probably watched that you weren't supposed to watch at the time. No, I would say now it's it right probably, around that age. It's probably like 15, 16, something like that. Okay. Like, I feel like it was in college for me. Like, yeah. It was a tale in college. 07. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it, was the, it was the movie that really solidified everyone coming up to me and being like, hey, man, did you know Jonah Hill is doing your whole shtick but a millionaire off of it? <laughs> Super, bad, Super Bad came out in 2007. I was Nailed 14, it. So, Boom. And I know that. Because in 2007, it was a very big year. We talked about Valdosta State being good at football earlier. It's the year they won their second national championship. Oh, there we go. That's all I right. remember. I can still do the two deep on the depth chart off the top of my head <laughs> with their jersey numbers. <laughs> that's incredible. Tell me I don't have a problem. <laughs> Tell me, like, that's maybe all, I should talk to someone. That's also one of the, like, like I mean, we're, we're, we're a betting network. Most claims like that, I'd be like, well, we're betting on that right now. But, no, the way you just said that to me, I, I believe no, you 100%. They, if, Nobody claims they can go too deep on the Valdosta State roster if they don't know from it. 2007 right yeah, 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 yeah they yeah, don't yeah. know that nobody's one, bringing that up one day i'll we'll get drunk together after the show and i'll just be blackout be like look you don't understand oh, that'll be way better yeah, yeah i'll yeah, bet yeah. you when you're drunk yeah, and then bro. at least and then i at least get slurred rattling off of all the names yeah three-headed rushing attack ronnie nelson michael terry and oh god rashad robinson who had the most yards uh i would i'm gonna say it was terry 
but they they kept them all like they alternated drives. Okay. So they kept everyone. Oh, fresh. you got to keep those backs fresh. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> speaking of fresh, it's a fresh start to look at the golf board next yeah. week and the future with you, Kelly Bidlin. Yeah. Because a lot's happened since we last checked in with uh, with the Genesis. All of a sudden, Hideki Matsuyama, minus 17, is at the top. And he is currently betting, where is it? Uh, he's a super like minus, two minus 250, yeah, this is like heavy over. favorite. Zalatoris at plus 330, Cantlay's 12 to 1. You know what happened? I bet on Cantlay, and ever since then, he stunk. And then Luke List at 14 to 1. It's uh, pretty much over here as Matsuyama is going to walk away with a win. It looks like he just clinched it. No, it was gonna, I, I was going to, oh, no, no, I... He can't be clinched. He's, he's done with this round. Oh. I, but wait, what odds were you reading? Let's uh, uh, refresh those one more time. Genesis, I've got my... There's no way those could, those could be accurate. Let's, like, the only reason I'm asking you like that is because maybe we maybe uh, the TV is so far in front and we're about to see like two back-to-back -back highlights. You know what? I just lost my live wagering I think they on took the him down. I think they took him down because Matsuyama's strolling, walking away with this one. Yeah, yeah. And whoever is caddy or someone was like humping someone in the air. <laughs> there was quite a celebration. Was, there was I don't know if that was safe for work. It was, uh, Hideki, if you've ever been to a golf tournament before, you will, uh, he has the he has the biggest posse around him. Oh, out, really? Really outside of like Tiger Woods and Ricky Fowler. Well, it's if, like I, if I'm the three. Live Tour, I take that and I tweet out the link and I go, guys, uh, we at the Live, we have an HR policy. This violates HR. Bad touching <laughs> in the work environment. Hey, yeah, yeah. All right, so this one's over. Are, oh, are you man. gonna? Do, do you have anything in contention, Adam? Yeah, Scott? I'm still. So I'm still sweating some things. I mean, look, this is outrights are great to hit in golf. You want to keep a golf betting bankroll alive. You're betting head-to-head -head matchups, and you're betting top 10, top 20s, top 30, top 40 market stuff like that. So yeah, this is still a pretty big sweat to me. I need Xander Shoffley to uh, finish top 10. I have a top 10 bet on him. He is that should be okay, should, as long as he doesn't absolutely mess up these last two sure. holes. If I bet um, on him, he will. And and look, that Adam Scott chipping. I think that was big for the W. For you the, you yeah. felt it, too, in the moment. You knew that this, that's the thing about golf. That, that it's my biggest bet of the year. Me. My frustration about betting golf is it's three days, it's all day, and it's like, am I going to be watching at the time where a moment I need to know where I'm at? Yeah. You happen to be looking right at the screen at a moment you, you were like, this is pivotal. He hits this. My day's going to be good. Yep, 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 yep. Well, uh, so hopefully those get home and then we could, uh, this could be at least a decent tournament uh, here after the past few have been uh, pretty, pretty gross. But um, yeah, look, you know, looking ahead, we were talking about this. Before the show, we wanted to bring it up. Matsuyama makes this conversation even easier. But, you know, if you're looking to bet the Masters or even, you know, uh, majors that are upcoming, I, I don't, I'm not, you're not able to do it as much with some of the other majors. But the Masters, when you really get, we talked about leading into this tournament, watching those first few tournaments, you get to, you get to be able to scout some guys a little bit more, who's playing better than they were a year ago, who looks like they've dropped off maybe a little bit. And what you can do is starting at the beginning of the season, once you kind of see some nice glimpses out of some of these guys, if you know their guys, we talked about course history and how important that was for, for Riviera here today. 
The Masters has a, one of the stickiest course histories that you can get with a golf tournament. Guys that play well at the Masters are the guys that you want to bet pretty much and, every year. And also on the other side, the guys who don't play well at the Masters don't play well there every you year. You can fade them though in <laughs> matchups. It's a great way to it's a great way to bet the tournament. But so what I wanted to bring up is being able to add those bets along the way. But you got to be sharp on top of it because those odds will move. I just pulled up Matsuyama. So Matsuyama, who's won the Masters, about to win, win this tournament. He's down to 30 to five to one in the Masters markets now. Um, just shopping around, I've seen there was some 45s, 50s um, earlier today. So those numbers start to come down. Like Will Zalatoris is one that I added yesterday. Uh, I bet him every year to win the Masters. Okay, well, you know, he's back healthy now. This was this was the week that I needed to see, though. Him put it together health-wise. I know Matt Brown and Wes Reynolds both bet on him this week, trying to get that longer shot number to get home. Again, before the market corrects itself and he his odds become way shorter, that's something that you have going for Zalatoris not only not only is his number still a little bit longer than it should be, but he's also a guy who's played great at the Masters in years past. So, I, you know, shop around. All these are so key to shopping around different golf odds, comparing what is available out there in the marketplace. But I think if you're looking at guys like, I, I, I've bet so far Justin Thomas and Will Zalatoris for the Masters. JT at 32. Uh, Will Zalatoris at 35. Now, you notice those numbers will drop, will get chopped down, but that's exactly what's going to happen with Matsuyama here today, too. So if you're sitting at home right now, you're looking to add something for the Masters, Masiyami's put together a couple good uh, tournaments here so far this season. He's won the event before. I think right now if you can get him in the 40s or something like that out there, Jump in right now because that number's probably going to be closer to 30 and uh, maybe even in the 20s by the time the Masters actually arrives. 35 to 1 over at DraftKings. Uh, only 17 golfers have won multiple green jackets. I was surprised that it was actually that big of a list. That was going to be a lot shorter. Obviously, Nicholas has six, Tiger five, Arnold Palmer four, a bunch of guys with three and a few with two as well. So he would become the 18th golfer if he was to win his second green jacket. Uh, I, I feel like if you polled sports fans, and you said, I have two options for you. Uh-oh, take the 100 to 1 hit at the Sigma. <laughs> and both of these scenarios feel equally difficult to get into. Would you rather go to the Masters or the Moon? Holy God. <laughs> Think uh, about it. I would rather go to the Masters because I'm 99% sure my heart would not uh, survive the travel to the moon. Well, and also, you can't go to the moon because no one's actually ever been there before. Uh, that was, he was just setting me up for that. <laughs> he was just setting me up for that the yeah, entire yeah. time. They okay, can't, cool. You can't go somewhere they never actually sent anyone before. <laughs> I mean, they could send you to the Hollywood right. set that they filmed All it right, at. Dustin, you got 90 seconds. Go. Go ahead. Go crazy. The Masters is the answer because it is the most exclusive. Like, I know I, when I was in Georgia for about 10 years, I knew someone who had a hookup for tickets, but here's how you had to do it. You could pay for a certain amount of time to have access to the tickets to go to Augusta National, and he'd, he'd meet you on a street in Augusta in a oh, brown paper great. bag. Yeah. You hand him the money, he hands you the tickets, he goes, you have to meet me at this spot at this time with the tickets. Because he's going to give them someone else. And he's got to sell them to someone yeah, else for yeah, a couple yeah. hours. And that was a legit it's thing It's actually smart, on. though, because they're day passes. Yes. So if you could get someone who wants to do a half day out there, okay, whatever, you're paying yeah, less. I did, I did not have the money when I was working in Market 262 <laughs> to afford master Oh, tickets. man, I remember my uncle finally got a, like, whatever he – annual pass or Raffle, whatever, which whatever. is a very short list. He finally got on there, but he was he was waiting for that for like 45 years or something like that. What you got, Caesar? Oh, you know who else would back you up with that moon statement? Patrick Mahomes. 
Oh, he he, he does he, not believe in, in the moon landing. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe we could become friends over this. I'm trying to like turtle my way into an entourage. Oh, I feel who like hasn't been? Come on. He needs a guy in a sweatsuit to drive his Range Rover around all day. And Patrick Mahomes is bonding over the fact that we've never been to the moon is it? I'm available, buddy. We can hang out anytime. Can I be Turtles Turtle? <laughs> the Daytona 500 was moved to tomorrow. Pete Pistoni from Sirius XM NASCAR Radio breaks it down next. Beeson Live Bet Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.